It's finally here. Welcome to Do It With Dan, entrepreneurial philanthropist, public speaker and author, creator of the Beyond Intention Paradigm. Here is your host, Daniel Mengena. Hello, listener to the Do It With Dan show. Are you as excited as I am for this episode? Yeah. I got my buddy Catherine here with I'm about to hang out and do some groovy stuff. Guys, you need to plug into this mama seat as well. She's cool as fudge. She does like, she's like a um, a goddess of all things. <laughs> I had the pleasure of hanging out with her as a result of being part of my buddy, Haley Hunter Hines, Triple H's mastermind, the Soul Centered CEO Collective. I'm like, this kitten's mad cool. And then we had a soiree Dubri Watsi a couple of weeks ago. And then she came and did some EFT stuff. And I was like, damn. And then she's like, and I do this. I'm like, damn, you got to come on the show. She's like, of course I'm going to come. And then she does some art and she does some photographs and she does some, but they're not photographs. They're like artistic capturings of the soul of the moment in photographic form. I'm like, we just need to talk about all of the things and just being fabulous and just got an amazing story. And I love her dearly and I'm really happy to have her here. So Catherine, welcome to the show. Dan, thank you so much for all the things you just said. And I I just want to say, I talk about you constantly. (laughs) But I don't call you Dan, I call you Dreamer Dan. (laughs) I just give them truth bombs from Dreamer Dan, left and right. So great. You've changed the way I think too. You're just adding so much. So much to my experience of of living. It's not my stuff. It's 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 truth, right? Yep. And one of the things I love about just what I resonates and oozes from you in these oodles and doodles is it's just freaking truth right yeah truth just is i found out that one of my teachers is suing someone what <laughs> i can't say who it is because i don't want to get sued no. one of my teachers is suing someone right now for using his work but i laugh because like large chunks of his work are like regurgitated stuff from other people and i love him you know i love him i always hang out but Truth just is, and so often we get tied up in this ownership. I remember when you were doing uh, your, and we'll get you to talk about that, when you were taking us through a process that you do with the, the Soul Center CEO event, and you brought in some Tomex stuff, and you brought in some Don Miguel, and you brought in some, you just brought in all of the things. All the things. And you just added your spice and magic. And, you know, I had this once, um, I was doing about two years ago, I decided I'm going to do a um, Beyond Intention certification program and I hired someone to do it. And in the end, I was like, I don't really want to do this. But someone like took a version of Beyond Intention. They called it like do life on purpose with four steps and he like remixed the words. And I was mad excited. I'm like, yes, he's, he's taking the message out. And then my CEO at the t- my COO at the time was like, no, he can't do that. He must stop. But truth just is nobody owns it. Right. It's true. I like to reference who it was that gave me the information. I Mm -hmm. do feel grateful that the people showed up when I needed them. Mm -hmm. So to say, I learned this from Miguel and this is how I apply it. Mm -hmm. It that matters to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And yes, because of my own life experience, it does have a different frequency, energy application, all the things because of my specific life Mm -hmm. and everything I don't believe in 
competition because, I mean, look at it in terms of how many wedding photographers there are. Mm-hmm. Thank God there are so many wedding photographers because not everybody's going to like that one. Can you imagine if there was just one? We'd <laughs> all just have the same looking pictures. <laughs> Everybody resonates with a different kind of style or a different kind of human being mm-hmm. giving you the same kind of documentation or the same kind of download. Mm-hmm. But it's coming through a particular human. And I think that that's the point that that it's it's for everyone. And we don't necessarily need to worry about keeping clients or making sure no one else takes our stuff and having people sign on the dotted line that they will never, all of that seems like they're missing the point. What is the Mm. point of their work? The work, the work is to what? The work is to wake up. Mm. This whole thing isn't even real. (laughs) Mm. And and that's something, I mean, I did a, I read a book or I listened to it recently. So I'm always, I'm always pushing the, looking to push the edge on the work I'm doing within myself and then reflecting that. First of all, I do my VIP days and I kind of sample it there. And then after that, I include it in a retreat and then I include it in my work. But this whole, I mean, I got into hologram theory about five years ago and I, I it, it vibed the fudge out of me. I got hologram theory and I've, I've really in, in, internalized that. But I just read a book recently and the more that I sat with that book, the more I was sitting with the whole thing that this is just a matrix program that our consciousness plays in and reconstructs an illusory holographic field around us and sometimes the holographic field that other people are creating as strands of consciousness overlaps and I call those quantum overlays but it is just this holographic Dubri Watsi it's not real and the less that we hold on to our judgment and our shame and our guilt and our blame and our expectations around the hologram, the more free we are, the more fun we have, the more abundance we can tap into, the more sexiness we can have out of life because we're not tied to these ideas that aren't even freaking real. Yes. You said it all. (laughs) Conversation is over. (laughs) Summed it all up. I mean, okay. So Miguel Ruiz, when I was studying with him, he brought us to see, the movie, The Matrix. Mm -hmm. And he said, pay close attention. Mm -hmm. And I have to say that was, when did that come out? Over 20 years ago. 1995 or some Something like that. I, yeah, I just started apprenticing with him. And, uh, you know, the line, you think that's air you're breathing? Yeah. You know. Do you know what? I need to pause you. That is literally, I'm going to see if I can find it right now. I have literally added to my daily thing. Yes. And I can see it. Do you think oh, that's yes. everything now? Yes. I literally, yes. every morning when I do my morning practice, I remind myself, do you think that's everything now? I'm writing it down again because. This is just synchronous, synchronous is fudge. The Matrix still to this day, the quotes in that movie, even the music I use mm-hmm. to wake myself up. It is Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> so I can't help but stir you up a little bit. But it, it, it does. It You know, I can meditate to that music because it reminds me that I'm not my story. I'm not my thoughts. I am hooked and addicted to the story that I've been creating over and over. Every time I wake up, there's a there's a moment in between sleep and waking where mm-hmm. I bring the past into this present moment and think that's me. 
Mm. So everything I'm doing is referenced from my past and it has Mm -hmm. nothing to do with the truth, right? I'm not, I'm playing a role right now that I think is me. That for me is where healing comes in. Healing is is not pretending the story didn't happen. It's losing this ridiculously human obsession with the narrative that came from who I was. Yes. And and I think we use it to hurt ourselves, but I also think we use it... (laughs) Because we're afraid of expansion and we're afraid of the unknown. And the story helps us feel safe, even if it's causing us harm. Mm. Let's talk about harm. I was just going to (laughs) say. Because you've got a story of triumph. And it's a story that transcends circumstances that some people would have given narratives. I have that too with my own journey, right? But when you overcome something that some people write themselves off for, or even some people might continue to write you off for, I believe that adds some fire, some fuel to the fire and really empowers you to go off and get it done. So why don't you give the listeners the opportunity to get to see, because they're just meeting this cool groovy kitten that I'm just hanging out with. Right <laughs> who, who got to apprentice with Don Miguel Ruiz. And if you don't know who he is, the four agreements, check it out. Um, and you're like, yeah, you know, I do that and I do this and I do that. But you didn't wake up this morning and be like a super bad mama jama. There was like, there was a journey. So what do yeah. you think a bit more about that? Oh my goodness. Thank you for what you said. Um, well, I was very uncomfortable being here in my own skin. Mm. More in my own skin than being here, I would say. Let's flip that one around. Um, mm-hmm. And I came from a family of people that were they hadn't dealt with their own trauma. So it was oozing out all over the place. Mm. And I happened to be there to receive that. Mm. Um, And I took it personally Mm. and thought it meant something about me Mm. and uh, didn't know how to cope with all of that. And I turned to, you know, when you're young, people are drinking, you want to be with your friends and do the thing. And I took a drink and I thought my anxiety doesn't exist. I don't hate that. Mm. So that, I just logged that in my mind and that led to, you know, once I add alcohol, you don't really know what's going to happen because my values would shift. Things Mm -hmm. that I say I'm not going to do, I would then end up doing. I would Mm -hmm. rationalize or manipulate myself into situations I would have never done prior to that. And I found myself at 16 years old with a crystal meth addiction fell in love with it, never thought I would do it because that's what drug addicts do. And I'm not a drug addict mm-hmm. um, and found myself doing it um, because I wanted to relate to the boy that I liked. Mm. And what happened was I didn't necessarily feel more connected to him. I found Nirvana, my version of everything, the anxiety really being non-existent. And I could mm-hmm. socialize with people in a way that I couldn't before. The social anxiety was gone. It was incredible. And then when I was withdrawing from meth, it was the opposite times 10 billion. The Mm -hmm. pain I was feeling emotionally was so dark that I just, I mean, I I either wanted to die or just not get off crystal meth ever again. That was my choice. Mm. I don't want to be here. So I'm just going to stay on meth. Hope to God I never come down again. And if Mm. I die, oh, well, like it was Mm. my you know, way of slowly killing myself. Mm. 
And so at 18, by 18, two years into this crystal meth addiction, I was, I had gotten rid of all my friends because they weren't on the same track as me and I had no use for them. Mm-hmm. And I was dating a dealer who had guns and doing things I didn't know. He would leave with the house with guns and come back and had meth on the table. It was, there was stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And um, at one point there was a helicopter that hovered in at the apartment window a little longer than, I mean, who hovers at the, you know, why would there be a helicopter hovering? So we all fleed the scene, but that was the last time I saw him. And I found myself on my knees, wanting to die, telling my mom, you know, she was screaming at me, of course. And mm-hmm. as usual, because I was not doing what she said, to whatever it was she wanted. <laughs> of course. But I did find myself at a crossroads in my life where I just it, it was like the truth came came calling and I could see that this road was leading to death and I wasn't sure I cared. And I was screaming at the top of my lungs that I wanted to die. And there was a voice in my head that said, there's more to this life than what you're living. Mm. And honestly, I heard that voice and that was it. And I'm still curious about that. I feel like that one sentence Mm -hmm. opened up a doorway of curiosity that I've been like leaning into ever since I I got sober at 18. I've been sober 33 years now. Amazing. Um, Thank you. And I just made the decision. Like it's not a struggle for me. I made Mm -hmm. a decision. I I've chosen loneliness at times over being part of the group. Mm -hmm. I don't care. Go ahead and not don't invite me. That's okay. Mm -hmm. I'll choose this over and over and over again to get to the answer of what was it that that voice meant about? Mm. Is it it this moment? Is it me meeting you right here? Is that why I'm sober? So that Mm -hmm. this interview gets to that one person who knows Mm. the darkness I'm talking about. I have no idea. It's none of my business. It's my business to just stay Mm. no matter leap in what. I don't know if I can cuss on this show. Ask the fudge as much as you want. I like fudge as a word, <laughs> but you can say fuck if you want. It is true. Like I, I am a professional at leaving myself in all sorts of ways. And I think we all do it with our phones, mm-hmm. with food, with all, dopamine on social media. <laughs> and I think that uh, staying with yourself can lead to extraordinary places if you just wait until that miracle happens. But unfortunately, most of us can't stand the discomfort. Mm-hmm. So that's the short version of what where I was. And mm-hmm. 10 years into my sobriety, I was at another crossroads in my life where the AA community, I didn't feel like I could grow in that community, but I also didn't feel like I fit in with people that drank. Mm-hmm. So I felt like I was in between spaces. Mm-hmm. I've seen people and, like that a few times. Yeah, I think I'm so grateful now. There are so many ways to reach uh shifting your life from addiction to something else besides just one road. Um, but Miguel Ruiz showed up at the right time. Like the teacher just planted himself right in my. Hey babe, I'm here. Let's do it. (laughs) But he like, really what I heard was that, that 90%, 98% of the reason why we're suffering is because of what we're thinking. Mm -hmm. And it really pissed me off. <laughs> and I mean, how dare you say that? You can't, you don't even know my story. Did, did you hear what my dad did, what my mom did, all the things that my ex boyfriend did, and this life is not there, and all this? I mean, I was really 
pissed. And, mm. and it, it's taken me a while, but when, when I really grasped the truth of the Toltec practice, like there are so many practices, like there's so many photographers, like, so, um, <laughs> but this one really resonated with me. I could hear him and uh, it's changed everything for me. It's really changed the way that I pay attention. My awareness is different. I know I have choice in the matter. If I get triggered, I can use it and shift it and make it into a treasure. It's changed my entire life. Mm. Well, thank you for choosing life. Life is interesting. Thank you for choosing to lean into the adventure. And thank you for bringing your light. Thank you for doing the same. I just want to just allow all of us that are listening to this across time, dimension, space and reality to just love on you and just honor for you for making that choice because this moment is perfect and this moment includes you so everything's perfect yeah i think it i think it can be easy for me i'm a professional at uh going down the rabbit hole of doom (laughs) rabbit hole of doom rabbit hole of doom In like 2.5 seconds, I can <laughs> Whoops, I zero, zero to do in yeah. two seconds. Yeah, so I really appreciate having tools and people around like you, actually. I remember what you said, and I love that I remember what you said in moments where I forget that there are teachers around me here to remind me that I, I, it's a choice. It's a mm. choice. Like, life is happening. Mm-hmm. shit's going to happen. How am I going to show up for it? But you know what the thing is, love? I think the, the more that people get to hear the truth of people who have been down the rabbit hole of doom and come out, like I'm all about this idea that the mind isn't your enemy, it's your friend. And it's just going on the basis of the evidence that you've given it opportunity to gather over time. So when the evidence based on the inputs that you've been accepting, supporting and chasing after says rabbit hole of doom is the only way, then that's it. But when people, for example, that come and listen to this podcast or that share this podcast or they come and hang out with you or come and hang out with me, get the opportunity to see, hang on a minute, this person had legitimate opportunity to not choose life, but they freaking did it. Mm-hmm. I no longer have the level of certainty in the rabbit hole of doom because the mind goes on the evidence and the evidence is that the rabbit hole of doom is not the only option. So the choice arises. Do I want the rabbit hole of doom or not? I just got goosebumps all over. Well, enjoy them because they're free. <laughs> they're free. But it's real. It's real because... You know, people always love to ask me, oh, so what was the big moment when you decided you didn't want to commit suicide anymore? The big moment is every time that it comes up again, I remember I don't want to commit suicide anymore. I I really appreciate that you say that because it isn't like it it was doom and then it wasn't. Mm. It it that voice is hanging out on my shoulder ready to take me down. But we're resourced now, and the resource comes from doing the fucking work to step up and say, this is what I choose. I honor my worthiness, not only to have life, but to have life abundantly and to allow my experiences not to be a prison sentence, but to be a gift that I can share with the world. Yes, that. Can we go now? Yeah. (laughs) The truth bomb. The truth bomb. Cool.
Oh, I, so we do this thing here. We don't do um, we don't do mic drops. <laughs> Everyone who's listening and not watching, which is all of you, are going to laugh about this. But we actually do. Um, <laughs> we do. <laughs> we do crystal drops. <laughs> I don't do mic drops. I do crystal drops. This is my crystal bag. Ganesh is hanging out, and I got this that I got from a volcano in. Costa Rica and I've got a two dollar bill that I manifested once which was funny as fudge and the foundation to my micro to millions is my hundred dollar bill so this is a hundred dollars that says I'm never going to go back to being zero yes I've got my hundred to double from so yes please Magical. I like that you have you know I talk about I'm taking a picture of us right now because I can't I can't not do it I can't not that's right <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> guys <laughs> We're so natural. When- Catherine's going to share this video because we do the audio, but we're having fun and hanging out. She's got the coolest fudging hat ever. She's just okay, cool. so what I saw was a medicine bag that you just pulled out with all the things that remind you of what's true. Mm-hmm. And, and I would call that also like everything that you see, like the hat and the rings and whatever. They're all power signs to help me wake up. Mm. So at any moment when I'm going into it's you know it's entertaining (laughs) i mean it is entertaining to get mad Mm. to get to feel victimized to blame Mm -hmm. to judge all that stuff it it adds a spark to life Mm -hmm. um and it also takes you out of it i i think Mm -hmm. but when i can wake up by looking at like you have the crystal or the hundred dollar bill it like it reminds you that there's another choice Mm-hmm. Even when I don't feel like it's true, like there are moments where my full, my body is like, really, it feels like I suck. Right? <laughs> Not, I don't believe <laughs> I have so much evidence now that you're 52. Like, <laughs> let's bring it all out for you. To, you know, chew on it. It's it gets a little bit interest, more interesting, the more evidence that my my ego or my mind has to try to help me with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know what really woke me up from having that? And I know you've got a, a human that you created also. It's Ethan, my son. I had a really rough time, um, like the first week of January. Like all of a sudden, um, people were just like trying to bring me down, bringing up dark shit from my dark times. And like there was judgment and I was like, what's the point? What am I even doing here? And I realized how much of my identity, and this is crazy, how much of my identity was tied up with my mission and my service. And when I saw that fading away, I thought, oh, okay, well, this was what's been keeping us alive. We don't need to do this anymore. And then I just saw Ethan's face in my mind's eye. And then... That was like the only thing. Like I went, I went really, really down. Like the whole like rabbit hole of doom. Ah! Like I, I, really I base jumped. I base jumped into the rabbit hole of doom. And Ethan brought me out. And um, sorry, Ethan, but the responsibility is yours. And then the thing was is that clawing my way out of that, and then just watching him, like his four month, four and a half months now, and I just see him just like taking in the world. And like his little facial expressions, and and then I realized I don't remember anything about that period of life. But this is the period of life where the normal pathways are going to impact, you know, what he's got the capacity for, and he's developing a sense of self, and he's developing identity. And 
we don't remember it. And so when I start to get to those times when I start to think, oh, you know, shit, this isn't. I just remember that the neural pathways that are holding me captive to this idea that I'm not a badass mama jama, papa jama, papa dama, whatever, papa, um, they were being built at a time that I don't even remember anything from. And that gives me space to give myself grace. I love that that you just said that. And I, I also feel like it's um, it's and I know you've said this before, that we've been playing this role and saying these things. It's not new. We've mm-hmm. been doing it for how many years? <laughs> the fact that it's not just going away instantly because awareness of it and some fun things to say about it. Like, you know, it's a practice. It's a practice. Mm-hmm. And I think we get. One of the things I see a lot in myself and other people is that we learn a thing, we memorize it, so does our ego. And then it's using the spiritual tool against us. It's like, <laughs> you didn't do it right, right? Mm-hmm. It's There's a measuring stick that we're using to whack ourselves with any moment that we're not, you know, yeah. Yeah, the, the spiritual practice now becomes a thing we use to hurt ourselves with. How about stopping that loop too? Mm-hmm. And, and, and Miguel would say over and Stop over, this, yeah, this isn't, it isn't perfection we're, we're seeking. Mm. That's, that's not realistic. It's mm. just to wake up so that we have choice and to love ourselves no matter fucking what. Mm. That's beautiful. Let's talk about love for a second. Okay. Your mom what? became your mom. Oh, my mom. You are a mum. Yes, I am a mum. English gets lost in English. (laughs) What's really funny, so my stepdaughter's got this really beautiful accent because she's born and raised in New York, an entire Russian collective around her. Her mum's got a Russian accent. She speaks Russian and English. And now she's getting all these English twangs on some of the words she says. (laughs) So she go, can I have water, please? (laughs) She's got me little... I love that. She's got all these little words that she says, like, can I have tomatoes, please? Please. Can I have tomatoes, please? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, I can't even say the word advantage anymore because of the way that you say it. Really? How do you say it? I say advantage. You say advantage. Advantage, yeah. That's how you say it. So when I teach it to people, I say, I heard this thing from Dreamer Dan. You got to lean in. You know, (laughs) everything. We don't need to know the why it happened. We could could explore that if you want, but, you know, it kind of takes us out. We could just the advantage. It's it's advantage. Yeah. So I say advantage. Advantage. No. Y'all want to get the advantage right now? (laughs) Can I tell you a quick story? I will tell you a story. So Please. Simone, you've been married for a few years now. So if your husband, Selwyn, doesn't like this, too bad. So I'm going back, oh my God, 2001, 2002. Friend of mine growing up, she went and did a gap year in the US. And I called her one Sunday morning, my time, Sunday afternoon, her time. And I put on an American accent and I pretended I was a guy that she met at a jump off the week before. No, she was you like, didn't. She's like, but I didn't go to a jump off. I don't know what a jump off is. What's the jump off? <laughs> like, yeah, you don't remember me? Yo, it's Jamal. I went to the jump off last week. She's like, who is Jamal? I don't understand. <laughs> so, whenever I do American accent, I always remember 
wrecking poor Simone thinking that she <laughs> gave her dorm room number to some weirdo called Jamal. That's like, what's, oh on, what's going on, Ma? Yeah, what's your boy Jamal? Like, what's up? It's what's like, up? It didn't happen. I'm going to leave it. <laughs> but no, but advantage is a powerful principle because even when we look at the journeys that we've 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 traversed on this thing that we call life being able to claim the advantage is this powerful powerful tool that means that even when we have genuinely fudged up yes <laughs> we could say oh shit i fudged up cool advantage let's go and it just changes the vibrational frequency it changes the mental association it changes the physiology around the whole situation and gives us the power to step up and create something new Yes. I love it so much. It's so fast. Yeah. And I think that I've said this too. I feel like therapy is great. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. there's an and. (laughs) And there's an and. And I think that we can use the, the why, like I need to figure out why I do this as Mm -hmm. procrastination. It's so, are you making the art that you want to make? I mean, in my case, people are taking classes about that with me. And, mm-hmm. and, and no, it actually does not promote art making unless they're making art about that thing. But mm-hmm. most of the time, they're just wanting to know the why. And mm-hmm. that's still, I think, a form of fear. It can be a form of fear, mm-hmm. myself included in that. <laughs> but I'm you know, not- what? I, I love you. I love your brutal honesty. Can I just say? Thank you. Jesus. I feel the same about you. CGZ. 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 Yeah. That's my... You know what my nickname is? What is it? Catherine the Great. Ooh. You're not Russian. Do you have any Russian roots? Yes, I have. I'm a, yes. Even though you would think by looking on the outside that I might be Spanish, Native American. I thought you were French. Just. No. No, it's just. Really? And it used to be, wait for it. Yushinsky. Wow. I'm Polish, Russian, and Jewish, but I feel Native American, Spanish, Toltec, and I go to France a lot. You could totally rock it. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Russian, Polish, Jewish. Your head just exploded. I can see it. It's all over the it place. It exploded everywhere. I read in my head you were like south of France. Yes. Like maybe a little like exotic Elba Island, Mediterranean thing in the mix. Yes. I think because my last name is Just, people have tended to say like, what are you? And I say, whatever you want me to be. Because who cares? It doesn't whatever matter. You want like, me to be. Exactly. Yeah. I, I thought so- it was just this whole time I've been like, Catherine Just. Like in like- Just. Oh, I love it. I love that. That's great, great. I know I don't, I really don't identify myself. I don't feel Russian, whatever that would feel like. Russian. Do you Polish speak food? Russian? No. Except I can say a lot of Yiddish. A lot of Yiddish. I'm like the only person in my house that isn't. Well, Ethan's learning. Well, so what we're doing in the house is we've got amazing lady Isabel that helps us around the house with the kids. So she speaks exclusively to both the kids in Spanish. I speak English and Olga speaks Russian. So they get hit with the three Everything. languages. I so I, 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 I was learning Russian for four months before I told Olga I was learning Russian because <laughs> I refuse to be the only person in my house that can't speak a language. So. <laughs> 
I've been working on that because I didn't they didn't work for me. I have been going to France since 2016 and mm-hmm. I don't know the language. And I Where in France do you go? Well, the story goes, I had a um, psychic once tell me to leave the week of the Cannes Film Festival open because they saw me going to France that week. And I thought, France, I want to go to Spain. I mean, look at me. I look like I should be in Spain. (laughs) And uh, he says, just, you know, take it or leave it. But four days later, a woman friend of mine said, I just bought Julia Child's summer home in the south of France. And I want to fly you out to photograph my first event. I remember. And it's the week of the Cannes Film Festival. Are you free that week? And I was like, what just happened? (laughs) (laughs) My life just happened. And then that started this entire life change, career change, everything change. Well, South of France, the reason I say is because... um, South France are a lot more forgiving than <laughs> non-French speakers. I remember, like, the times I've gone to Paris, obviously London to Paris, you can jump on trains. Yes. Places. And my friend Valerie, I used to go and hang out with Valerie in, in, in Paris, and we do, like, Parisian stuff and go to, like, really cool hangouts and stuff. And, like, I would try and speak French, and they'd reply me in English. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. so you want a what? I was like, <laughs> you want uh, blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, right, you cool, want French water? Thing. Yeah. And then when I when I started going to the south of France, um, like I'd practice my French and they'd be like, oh, you know, blah, blah. And they're applying French and they'd be like really encouraging. Yeah. And I remember once, um, don't tell Algress this, I was in I was in Marseille with an ex and we're at this dinner spot and we're having some mussels and some other bits. And I, I, I asked for the thing and he's like, Oh, so you want this? I was like, oh, this motherfucker's frit. He's Parisian, definitely. Yeah. He's giving the stinky Parisian thing, but I love the South of France. I just can't be bothered to learn another language fluently. I can survive without getting lost and like raped and murdered. But um, <laughs> like obviously living in Mexico and I did Spanish yeah. at school, Spanish, I'm cool. It, and it's the same thing. I for sure had about 20 different past lives in medieval Italy. So I love it. They're like, But the thing is, Tuscany, not all of Italy, just Tuscany. The last time I did a retreat there, I drove with my friend from Tuscany up to Rome and we went through Umbria, Umbria and a couple of places and I literally felt the energy shift when I left Tuscany. Wow. And when I got to Rome, it was, just wasn't the same. I didn't care about, but oh. when I'm in Tuscany, like my soul was like, hey, bitch, we home, yeah. <laughs> But I just can't be bothered to learn another language. Isn't that interesting? I, I had a I, I broke up with Italy and I'm I, I've been invited back. So I'm trying, we're trying to date again. I don't know. <laughs> I had some experiences there. But it was all English uh, American people that actually I had the experiences with, not Italians. Mm-hmm. I don't have yeah. any Italians. But um, but yeah, I, I I get to France and then I remember I can't speak the language. But I love that you can communicate with your eyes and with your energy. And I feel like mm. traveling does that for you. Like I, not only does it do that, you communicate with your heart and your eyes more, mm-hmm. but I also feel like it wakes you up to the present moment, which we get lost in. We forget that we are having an, an extraordinary opportunity right now to notice the light and how it's wrapping itself around everything, or even what's outside our own house. We're not looking, mm-hmm. we're not looking, we're too busy thinking. Um, so I do love travel for that, but I, yeah, I, I do. I go to Paris and the South of France and I teach art retreat or I lead art retreats there nice. when I can, when they let me. I can't paint for shit, but me and Olga did go on a date once in New York where we did, um, 
I don't think I've, have I one. Let me just check something. Just one sec. I just want to check something before I lie yeah, about yeah. it. Uh, on my Instagram. I don't think I do have a picture of this on my gram. I think it's on my personal Instagram account. But we did, like, we went to this Frida Kahlo painting thing where you draw the stencil, the thing, and then you copy the thing and paint in the thing. Yeah. That's like as, yeah, I've got it on my personal Instagram account. I'm going to show you so you'll see it, but the people won't see it. Oh, yeah. Look at your face, though. Yeah. That's the best part of the shot. Your your expression. My expression. Nobody else is going to see this because it's my other Instagram account. But um, so that's like the last artistic thingamajig that I did. But I want to, um, we're coming into that and I want to talk more about what you're doing. But I just want to ask this for the people that don't think that they're artists. The fact that I not really, my skills don't really exist in painting and drawing. Does that mean that I'm not an artist? No. I knew it was, no, it's like you're biting your fingers. Hurry up so I can tell you no, mother fudger. No. <laughs> uh, we're an artist of our own, our whole entire life. And the way that you create your life is mm. extraordinary. And you are paving, you're creating something out of nothing. You're not just mm. signing up for whatever is handed to you. I really feel like we forget that we can create something out of nothing in our mm. own lives, in our own day, in that split second that we want to go down the rabbit hole of doom and we choose another route like that. It's a, that's a, you're, you're paint, you're using a new color. You know what I mean? You're painting mm. over that old painting that didn't quite work with a new color Amazing. and you're trying it out. And I, I think that we forget that. And, and being an artist isn't about how good that's using a measuring system of good, bad, right or wrong. Then we're in the matrix again. Like if you remove yourself from that construct and we use art, as a way to create an, a connection with everything that is, it doesn't matter. Mm. I think it's a portal into connection. So that that means more to me. Amazing. So I can't draw. But so there's a there's a there's an old proverb from Zimbabwe that if you can walk, you can dance. If you can talk, you can sing, and if you can walk, you can dance. Okay, so I was going to say that that mantra that you have about I can't draw is really working for you because that then you manifest yeah. that every single time. Yeah. I've just got some other things in terms of manifestation that I'm going to put my energy into. I, I think like whatever we put our attention on, you know, if I put mm -hmm. my attention on learning French, maybe I would. <laughs> I don't speak French. I can't draw. Ah, look at us with our limiting beliefs. Ah, damn you. Ah. <laughs> I think that we are really hard on ourselves because of what somebody else said or what we're comparing ourselves to and Which is comparing over. And, and uh, if we turn that inward and just say, do I enjoy the act of drawing? Mm -hmm. Then who cares? And then you could take a class or not take a class and decide if you want to hone those skills or not it's all so it's all learnable because i see like ariana my stepdaughter she like she loves to draw and paint and she like she made me this to take to the office I love and that. she made me um she made this little flower that she made with different colors for me to take to work okay. with colors on both sides and oh my gosh we get her little arts and crafts stuff and she does the things and she's like so happy like creating and drawing and painting and all of the things <laughs> For me, it's music. I actually had this conversation with Hayley yesterday. Did you know that I sing? No. I sing, I play the guitar, I play the piano, I play the drums, I play the bass. But like, as a secret pseudonym. 
well, not so much as I'm not going to tell the pseudonym now, but I've like got music in the world under like a pseudonym. I love this. And then you say, I'm not an artist. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying because we 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 put art into these different boxes. Yeah, we do. We do. I think that's extraordinary. And I feel jealousy when I see somebody play drums and I think jealousy is a clue. <laughs> that maybe you should go take some lessons and <laughs> do the thing with the thing. Do the thing. Mm. Yeah. That's extraordinary. And after this call, I need that that link. You're not going to get it. You're oh. too far away for me to kill you after you have my head. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. I, I, so I was a Haley, and I, I shared the screen of a music video. I paid actors to like do the music video and I didn't let her see anything to be able to go back to get any information about who it was. It's like it's a secret. Secret. Thing. But that gives you uh, open range to be yourself and not worry about it. Yeah, I just go and do the thing when I feel like doing the thing. And like That's I make wonderful music that when you... I feel like doing the music. But I've actually set myself a goal. Um, now that we've gone um, with this business, we've got this one to seven. When it gets to eight figures, then I'm gonna um, I'm gonna put out another thing. I, I know that the engineer and the the person I'm gonna get is my music director. And there's like certain tracks I started and didn't finish, and I'm gonna be like, bro, here's a thing. Finish the thing. I can feel and then it. I'll, I'll fly him out and do a thing. Under my pseudonym, so no one's It's <laughs> happening. No one's going to know it's me. It's hilarious. I want to talk a bit more about, because um, we've been wobbling for a little while now, and I want to... Guys, if you're loving this, by the way, see the great, see Jeezy, see Jeezy. How can people um, connect with you? <laughs> well, I am very active on Instagram, and I am at cjust, J-U-S-T. Yeah. And uh, my website is katherinejust.com. Yeah. Well, we'll make sure that Dunkmeister puts that in the in the show notes and we'll let people connect. Just get into Catherine's world, see the beautiful things she's creating, Thank be you. friends, love the thing. And anyone who's rabbit holing and all of the other things that we've spoken about today, anyone who's denying their artistic nature, anyone who has come through a dark time and doesn't really realize the gift that it represents and what they have to bring to the world, share this episode with them, guys, because... One of the things that come up from today is that if one person's life can be touched by the experience that we've gone through, then it, it matters. So we invite you to come and be a part of the fun and share the things. Um, I want to start to wrap it up. What's going on good and groovy in your world right now? You do the, well, COVID. <laughs> well, <laughs> I did just, I literally did just open registration for a Paris trip that's happening June of 2022. Gangsta, let's do it. So I have 12 spots open. Nice. Actually 10 now. And, nice. Um, and Hang now, on a minute. So two spots have gone yeah. through the, yes. okay, I love it. And, and I, and I'm giving people the whole year to do payments so that it's easy because right now it's not easy. It's not it easy. used to not be, I used to not give this much space but now it feels appropriate Beautiful. and i want it to be easy i think we all mm. need to get out of town yeah and uh and just be in france make art and connect and hug and, and stuff <laughs> and the cool <laughs> thing is is that as i've demonstrated for the listeners don't denounce your capacity to be a part of this fund by saying you're not an artist come and explore the way that you create and the way that you turn something and in, nothing into something yeah. or come and learn how to turn nothing into something and hang yeah, out I with think, my homie 
a lot of people use their phones and that's yeah. absolutely appropriate. It's just about learning how to see and be with yourself and be present for the moment that's happening right now and getting out of your own way. I think a lot of us have the you know the the history of getting in our own way and this is an opportunity to get out of it and and really show up for what what wants to come through you and, mm. and not take it so personally if you think you're an artist or not. It's not about that. Well, what I want you to do, please make sure that when I'm going to hook you up with Duncan to get all the things done, please send him the link for people to get to discuss with you and talk about the thing and get the things done. Because I want people to have the opportunity to come and hang out with you and um, just soak up your, because you've got the EFT magic thing, you've got the Toltec magic thing, you've got the Four Agreements magic thing, you've got the Experience of Life thing, you've got the Art thing, you've got the Magic thing, you've got the Profanity in the Most Beautiful Way thing, you've got all of the things. I, I, I am just, I don't know when this goes live, but I literally just opened doors on a course called Turning Triggers into Treasures. And it is a four week dive into how to really, when somebody's, when you're reacting to somebody, I have mm-hmm. tools that you can use to actually heal from mm-hmm. whatever it is that's triggering you and literally turn it into a treasure and deepen your relationship with the person. Could you take a couple of minutes to talk about that before we wrap up? Because I think that somebody needs to hear about that today. Yes. Yes. So I'm having the experience now after all these years of doing all this work of mm-hmm. noticing through somatic awareness. <laughs> is that the terminology? I can tell. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> the man that I'm with now, he will say a thing or do a thing and my heart starts to race and I get really hot. And that mm-hmm. what used to happen is that without awareness, I would just do the thing I usually do and bite their head off, whoever just happened to be there doing that thing. <laughs> and, um, and it didn't cause the thing I really wanted. It, it, mm-hmm. It's, you know, a coping skill to win or to, you know, whatever it is. It, there's fear present there. But, mm-hmm. but now I've learned to pay attention with awareness to what happens first when I get triggered and to remove mm-hmm. myself from the situation until I can calm my nervous system and look at what that trigger reminds me of. Because if anybody's triggering you, it's not because of what they're doing. It's because of something you haven't healed in your past. And it's a mm-hmm. treasure because the universe is like, oh, here, you forgot to heal this thing. And I really, really want you to so that there's room for the next thing. There's room <laughs> so here's for the gift for you. Here is here's the a gift. gift. And we could call it another fucking opportunity for growth if you want. Namaste. Mm-hmm. But it really, <laughs> it really can be. You can really. I mean, now I get a little excited inside, even though, you know, I'm getting pissed at the person across from me still. Mm-hmm. But I have learned how to turn that into gold and 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 be able to talk about it with my partner or my friend or whomever it is mm-hmm. um, in a way that creates a bridge rather than throwing a match and burning it down. <laughs> burn, motherfucker, burn! Bye! <laughs> yeah. Bye! I, I, I'm, I call myself a professional at throwing grenades and running. I, I really do have the, the that skill set down. <laughs> so if I'm like teaching a class and how to be peaceful and loving and open to expansive, you know, potential and relationship there. It's because of like practicing over and over and over that, that uh, I can get out of my own way in those situations too. Well, we'll definitely pop some links in the thing. So for those of you that want to go and hang out in Paris and Paris, France, where in France do you go? Yeah, we're going to go to Paris and they can stay wherever they want. And, and, and that way it's open you know, financially, it gives them opportunities that they couldn't ah, anywhere else. So they can go and do some Airbnb. They yeah. can go. They could bring their whole family. They could bring nice. a friend, and nice. then we meet. We do things, and mm-hmm. then you can go and make your art, and then we meet again. So we're just constantly 
moving together as a as a group and and, then out. and out you can go do your thing and connect with yourself i don't i have the experience of both the retreats where we all stay in the same place and i got to tell you we're all up till three in the morning not making art so that, <laughs> that's, that's a good experience too i'm not saying it isn't but you know there there i've noticed a difference for sure mm-hmm. so this gives you opportunity to explore on your own and be with yourself beautiful well Catherine, just not juiced. <laughs> Dreamer again. You are a freaking rock star. Thank you so much for coming and sharing your life with us today. I really appreciate you. Guys, be here, be sure to head over to CatherineJust.com. See just on the gram. Um, hook up and see if either of these two experiences are going to be aligned with what you need to do, but definitely regardless of what you do, hang out share connect do the things and make sure you share this episode until next time guys please remember that you are offered this opportunity to consciously create from nothing an abundant joyful purpose-driven life dream with your eyes open share this episode share this episode and uh, we'll catch you next week until then bye for now ciao for now Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Duo with Dan with your host, Daniel McGenna. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit dmpotv.com. We'll catch you on the next episode of Do It With Dan.